So many people put off proper retirement planning for several years. So let's say if a person started earning at 24 and didn't do anything until let's say 32 or something. Sure. Like that. Over that time, uh, he or she would have got an EPF regular payouts uh, from into the, the EPF corpus, higher, right? into yeah. the corpus, and that EPF corpus would be so high it mm. would take them several years to. So I am saying your portfolio should have 60% of or 50% equity and 50% uh, fixed income. But you're already, when you start, the EPF is so large, it will take you several years to get to 50% equity. So what if you suddenly wake up and you're 34 and you say, oh my, my EPF is so high. Is it okay from that month on to put 100% in equity to catch up? Yes, they have to. But they'll have to do it gradually if they're worried. There are many people who don't want to do that. This is that Offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time for Let's Get Rich with Patu. Now to two things, Patu. One is your entire analogy of look at yourself in the mirror when you get a bump in salary when you get some bonus etc etc do you deserve to spend it on yourself how does one find balance um and that's another team member in the team here who thinks about this a lot uh, where she says all the advice is about you know don't worry about the future think of the now right uh, life is in the moment is in the present we need to enjoy it today so how does one find balance between pressurizing ourselves today about tomorrow and versus enjoying ourselves today. Do you have any tips about this? It is a very personal concept. And um, like, I mean, we keep talking about frugality many often in uh, personal finance forums. Frugality is something uh, you can't teach a person to be frugal. Uh, it, it, you can't force it on somebody. Hmm. It's very easy to make somebody probably spend more than it is to make somebody frugal because either you have have it or not. So, so balance is something that it's a very personalized concept, but that's where I use logic. I see, for example, when I started out, there was nobody in my family to, uh, as a predecessor, would say, look, I have been investing in equity. You will also do well. No, there was nobody. I mean, I, I was the first to take risks. I took risks because I, I, like we talked about earlier, not investing in equity is the bigger risk. So Absolutely. that made, so that made logical sense to me. So similarly, uh, it should every, tell yourself again that you, the, why are you investing for retirement? You're investing for retirement because you don't want the party to end when you stop earning. You want the party to continue. You want to have the nice things in life even after you don't have an income. So if I want to have the nice things in life, I must put a chunk away for the future. So if by putting a chunk away for the future, which is mandatory, I am left only with a little bit. I wait for a few months until those little bits become something sizable. And then I splurge on something that I want. Mm. So I delay it. I don't need to splurge today. I can splurge three months later. And... Uh, most people will tell you if you delay gratification, the urge to spend exponentially decays. Yeah. 
it's crazy how you hear about these experiments on kids, right? And the kids who delayed gratification for some reason turn out so much more successful in life. It's crazy. Um, coming to our next question, part two. I mean, it's very clear now slowly in our minds as we listen to you that there are two ways to do this. One is to be more frugal so that you have more to invest or turn on more taps, figure out other sources of income, right? But before we do that, can you tell us how our portfolio, uh, our retirement portfolio basket should look, uh, where we should start investing and how does that process begin? So, um, I think many people would get angry if I tell them to be frugal. I, I'm not uh, asking people to be frugal. I'm just saying, what are your priorities? Prioritize. I mean, there is going to be a tomorrow. Don't spend like there's no tomorrow. Then you will definitely see the tomorrow. That is the problem. So, uh, so balance your splurging today, balance your spending today on wants today. So, so focus on the needs for tomorrow. Invest at least to say, let's say you want to have something. Uh, you track. I, I tell people, don't track your portfolio. There are always these for, uh, discussions on personal finance forum. Hey, what app are you using for tracking your stock portfolio? What this app, that app. Forget about tracking your portfolio track your investments. In January, I invested this month. In February, I invested this month. In March, I want to buy something. Therefore, I'm going to invest less. Mm. That's fine. I'll make up for it in April, May, June. Mm. As long as you do that, that's the balance. I'm not saying be frugal. You be yourself, but make sure you invest so that the needs of tomorrow are taken care of. Then you can focus on the wants of today. Hopefully, the needs of today are taken care of by your income. Right. So that I mean it. So the moment our priorities are listed, I think we can find the balance. We are not able to find the balance because we we don't know what our priorities are. Many interesting. Times. Hmm. Once the priorities are there, I think the balance will automatically fall into place. I have this Excel sheet. I'm I'm not. I, I mean I'm not even proud of my indep financial independence status. What I'm proud of is the Excel sheet I've been having since 2011 and it has got all this January, February, March things and how much I invested. That is my pride that the, because that tells me I've been disciplined. I've been, mm. you know, keep, keep, uh, keeping at it. So, so yeah, that's it. Now coming to this retirement portfolio. So this is something again, that is the thought processes evolved. So the first is to keep this machinery running, this investing machinery running. Uh, 75 to 100% of expenses, keep this running as smoothly as possible. Once this is in place, then we talk about um, what are we going to do after retirement. Mm. So, okay. uh, this is, uh, this can be answered for two kinds of people. There are people who talk about fire. I want financial independence, early retirement and so on. But if you probe and ask them, what do you really want to do after retirement? They don't have a very clear answer. They say, I'll just do what my heart tells me to do. Those are vague uh, responses. They'll say, I'll travel a lot. You can't keep traveling it all through the day. I mean, I mean, all through the year. That's just, uh, it, so you, you have to be, you have to have a very clear plan on what you are going to do. So uh, this is for both types of retirement, normal as well as early retirement. And uh, how am I going to make myself useful? So, uh, the one way to uh, look at whole life is you do something 
spend your time and you die that's it i mean okay. uh, it's as simple as it i mean it sounds uh it's an prosaic. extreme yes yeah, yeah it's an extreme thing but many people don't like to say it but that's how a dog looks at it that's how all animals look at it they yeah. just bask in the sun for hours do nothing I mean, they don't care they they don't worry about whether i'm spending my time fruitfully or not right so that's one way to look at it but my point is yes we need to uh, engage ourselves meaningfully but can we use our skills because when you when you do something uh, on a job you do you are going to learn other skills as well those kind of uh, satellite skills can they be used to help somebody or can i satisfy my urge to learn something new and can i be creative about it can i uh, share my learnings with somebody so that i can form a community around me and people can you know talk about it discuss about it and so on these are ways of what you were talked about of supplementing your income mm. maybe not immediately but after retirement because you you are growing that uh you know that passion uh, or that interest whatever you want to call it gradually without pressure and mm. and after that you can if you do that for 15 20 years you're an expert you're going to be hailed as an expert in that area right so and then you can use your expertise to primarily spend your time meaningfully forget about the money that comes from it whether you want you want to earn from it after retirement or not is uh not the issue hopefully you the idea is you don't need to depend on that income you have already done the Absolutely, investing yeah. part so that that's taken so th- then once you meaningfully spend your life i think there are many people who agree that people who are s- senior citizens who are active mm-hmm. they uh, tend to be healthier nice so uh, and i've seen this in the case of my my dad my dad as long as he was working he was always thinking about work and then it switched off like a yeah. no i think we uh, all go through this then it's uh, it was very difficult for him to mm. uh, to adjust and so i mean i mean I'm, it may be coincidence that his health deteriorated but still it it's a good good idea to keep ourselves engaged especially because for most of us our children are not going to be with us they're going to be in some other city right right so we need to do something to uh, uh, do so, you think about this a lot yeah. and and if you don't mind me asking personal questions how do you see your retirement patu i'm i don't know i just see all i ever wanted to do in life was sit and dream mm and i think i've achieved that to my to some extent already i have sit i have a job dream. Mm. yeah that's it I, that's all i ever wanted to do <laughs> right from i think the earliest memory is sixth standard or something like that that's all that's my always my goal sit and dream maybe write something and hopefully create but what were your dreams I mean, like in the sixth standard just this nothing much i mean i i had no big dreams of doing this or that i just wanted to do nothing hmm. and you know just while away my time and i think that i'm already doing that to a large extent but that's how i see uh, maybe but yeah maybe communication like this talking about uh, finance or talking about physics or whatever something those right. are skills you learn so when you talk about finance i also learned about excel i also learned about how to build a website how to you know how to do seo for it how to Fair get enough. that website on google news 
how to speed up that website. So you learn these things. These can be imparted to other people. You can, you, these are side skills that you can always develop and you can also share. So there are many things you can do with your time meaningfully. Mm. So I think, but, but like I said, that is something that you can do maybe after you cross 40, maybe or 35, whatever. But this machinery, if this is in place, those are all second layers you can add on. So the ideal retirement portfolio that I have in mind is something like a, a huge corpus that we have built. A part of that corpus is taken from a uh, taken for, uh, you uh, take a part from that corpus and you buy a pension plan. So that's what I call as the income floor. So part of your expenses are guaranteed by a pension. Okay. And, and then, anyone can do this by a pension plan. Yes, anybody can do this. Okay. You have How does a pension plan work? So you have what is known as an immediate annuity policy. So let's say you have one crore. You give that one crore to the insurer. And the insurer will pay a monthly pension to you. Uh, there are different types of pension. That is pension that will stop when you die. Or okay. pension that will continue until the lifetime of your spouse. Okay. Whoever is younger. Whoever, you know. Uh, so, and then there are pension plans, uh, uh, annuities, which... in which increase about 3% or so every year. Okay. So, so there are many, many types of them and uh, each of them have got its own interest rates. Obviously, the most beneficial for the insurer will have the highest interest rate. Right. Right. For example, if they say annuity for life, this means that they will not give you back the money you invested, the, your family. Until mm. your lifetime, you will get the pension. After that, they will keep the money. And you recommend a plan like that where... What if you hand them over one CR and you pass away after a couple of months? I mean, ah, that is the risk. So today, thankfully, we have what is known as um, an RBI Direct, which is a place where you can buy government bonds. Okay. So government bond play uh, pays out every six months. So you get a pension every six months biannually, and that can be used. So you can buy a bond for 30, 40 years. Okay. So I mean, typically a 60 year old guy, if he buys a bond for 40 years, that's his lifetime. Right. So, and you get a constant pension every six months and that pension can be held jointly with the spouse. So, even if the person dies uh, in the middle, the spouse will continue to get that payout or the spouse can get back the money. Interesting. Okay. So, so uh, buying an RBI bond is in some situations more uh, you know, suited than buying a pension, the traditional pension. And you only have to look at this at the age of retirement, right? You don't have to start looking at it right now if you're 25 not, or 35, no, right? No, so no, this is something you take out of your corpus so that you get regular spending money. Yes, which is important because there are many uh, plans which are a deferred pension plan. So insurers will say, let me have your money right away. Exactly. I will give you your pen uh, pension 20 years later or 15 years later. Never buy those plans. That's okay. a terrible deal. But you need to buy an immediate annuity plan where you say, I will, from the next month, you start getting the pension. That's absolutely fine. So what are the possibilities if it the amount is 1 CR, you give it to an annuity plan, what are typically the monthly pensions you can receive from an amount like that? Uh, six and a half to 7% is per the annual month? rate. Oh, no, the annual no, rate. Annual, yeah. annual, annual interest okay. is so 6 and a half to 7 lakh over 12 months. Yeah. Something hmm. like that. Okay. And if it's interesting. So I would prefer to go for a plan where, I mean, I get that amount every month or every six months. But if I pass away, 
whatever is left in the kitty should go to my family right what are those that's why plans? you so that's why you don't buy uh, so take care of that you buy your rbi bond then yeah. you are okay then and you are okay, okay with that personally either yeah. or yeah either or yes. what are the advantages of the first versus the rbi bond uh in certain situations for example see the rbi bond has got a fixed interest rate regardless of the age of the individual okay so a person buying a bond at 60 and the person buying the bond at 75 they'll get the same interest rate right whereas the insurer will pay a much higher interest rate for the person buying the bond at 75 hmm so the idea is what you call as a uh, laddered an, uh, annuity so what you do is uh, let's say you i'm going to retire today and my expenses are let's say 50000 a month yeah right so i buy a plan uh, um, or uh, let's say i buy a bond or i buy an insurance it doesn't matter i buy a something that gives me a pension of 50000 a month or close to it let's say 40000 a month sure and after 10 years my expenses would have increased exactly so i buy another uh, hmm. annuity or a second bond which gives me a if i buy an annuity then that gives that the annuity will give me a better interest rate because that's age dependent right whereas the rbi bond is not so for lesser money you're getting more typically yes yes so i can i so i can build my annuity ladder so first pension second pension third pension and so on so that to takes care of inflation to some extent of right. course you need money to do all this this is easier said than done you right. need a corpus ah yeah. you need a corpus so that is why i saying first corpus everything starts there let's go back then to this corpus but to say we are looking at a 25 year old listener maybe a 30 year old um and now listening to our show she or he is convinced about retirement puts away 100% of their expenses see i'm saying 100% right people are aggressive nowadays and they and they trust you and they believe in you and they, this is the right way to do it i believe in my future and therefore i'm putting 100% of my monthly expenses away into retirement where do i put it say my emergency fund is done my insurance is in place um at the age of 25 what is the split into debt and equity where should i start investing this money and how should i do it 50 to 60% in equity is what i would recommend right the rest can be in debt so for those who have an epf the the epf will be a natural part of the fixed income or the debt portfolio so on top of that they have to ensure that there is 50 to 60% in equity if right. they don't do that in a few years the epf will become so large that it's impossible for your asset allocation to have enough amount of equity so they have to be quick about it could you repeat that again i didn't quite get that so many people put off proper retirement planning for several years okay so let's say if a person started earning at 24 and didn't do anything until let's say 32 or something sure. like that over that time uh, he or she would have got a epf regular payouts uh, from into the, the epf company they hired right? into yeah. the corpus and that epf corpus would be so high it mm. would take them several years to so i am saying your portfolio should have 60% of or 50% equity and 50% uh, fixed income but you are already when you start the epf is so large it will take you several years to get to 50% equity so it took if, me about 9 make... 8 years to do that interesting so what if you suddenly wake up at your 34 and you say oh my my epf is so high is it okay from that month on to put 100% in equity to catch up yes they have to but they have to do it gradually if they are worried there are many people who don't want to do that there are certain members on my team but to who are 
in their mid thirties who have only thirteen percent exposure to equity? Can you please talk to them directly? <laughs> they should do more. They have to aggressively. I mean, it's it's just logical. I mean, just use logic. The, uh, like I say, uh, I, I I I have a term called emotional logic. I use emotional logic to stay invested in equity or increase my investment into equity. Mm. Because the the uh, the logic tells me that I have to be emotional. I'm uh, I've talked about this in the uh, house episode, right? When what is the true cost of buying a house? So people have to be emotional about retirement. Absolutely. I don't want to. spend my retirement depending on others yeah on my own terms that is it that uh, that emotion is what is going to drive you to you know uh, make that corpus maybe even spend a little bit less today yes if you have to sacrifice your expenses a little bit today do it it's for a better tomorrow i mean it's for you no all right you should think about it like that okay so 50 to 60% if you're a 25 year old into equity and you're okay with any kind or do you recommend just the nifty index yes. funds yes i think going forward we'll just stick to the index fund because the the brilliant thing about index investing is forget about all these uh, active funds unable to beat the index forget about the low expenses of index fund look once i put my money in an index fund i don't have to worry about it mm I don't have to worry about performance. I don't have to worry about three star, four star, five star, whatever. I don't care. I can use my time for upgrading my skills. I can mm. use my time for getting a better paying job. I don't have to spend time looking at this. I don't have to. That's the reason why I keep telling people don't waste time on the stock market. And in the direct equity episode, we talked about it. It all. I mean, everything comes to this, right? Uh, don't waste time in F and O. Don't waste time in stocks. use your time to upgrade your income the more income you have the more you can put into that corpus every month and the more it will grow as simple as that one pointed question uh, patu that has come in is at what point of retirement does one stop having to and and let me read it out when planning for retirement at what age should we stop considering lifestyle inflation <laughs> i don't think we can ever do that we can never stop uh i i think i mean definitely until you earn you should ensure that the inflation assumptions are high higher than what the government tells you but after that during retirement you can afford to lower your inflation estimate by let's say 1% or so but we still have to be careful about lifestyle changes we can't change lifestyle too much because it will definitely affect and after retirement it will we will draw more and it will erode the corpus faster it will deplete right. the corpus faster so you have to be careful so if at 25 the split is 50% to 60% equity 50 to 40% in debt what does this become at retirement is it all in debt no i uh, i would recommend so it all depends on when we start investing in equity so assuming it's 25 30 yes so where we uh, there is a already a uh, 20 25 year experience in the capital markets or uh, equity capital markets then definitely one can uh manage about 25 to 30% of equity after retirement nice. but the rest okay. has to be the rest has to be in fixed income and it has to be managed well so that we have to be a little careful because the 30% can erode quickly so we shouldn't draw too much from the 30% so that we have to assume that the 30% is for the future let's say for the second decade of retirement or the third decade of retirement then it's all right 
And instead of 50 to 60% at inequity at the starting point of say age 25, if you go for a slightly riskier portfolio and it's like touching 70, maybe 75%, maybe 80% equity, do you see negative ramifications of a risky start like this? Have you seen such examples? Maybe I'm asking this question for myself. <laughs> no, I. it's f- absolutely fine. It's, it's, it's personal finance. So it's mm. absolutely fine. The only thing is that you should ask yourself, when am I going to lower it down? Yeah. When am I going to start lowering it down? And I, I have seen via back tests that the typical advice people give, and this is loaded with conflict of interest, uh, is that the so-called advisors out there say, you can keep invested at those levels just uh, until five years before retirement or just until three years before retirement and then lower it. That kind of thing is very dangerous. Mm. So you will have to start a taper well before that. Maybe and is this the entire issue of rebalancing which we de- deal about separately and in detail? Uh, uh, this is this is de-risking, I would say. De-risking. Where you are yeah. reducing... Your, equity allocation gradually or step by step. Rebalancing is more of a portfolio reset where you start with 50-50 equity and that fixed income market conditions after one year change it to 45-50 and then you reset it back to 50-50. That is rebalance. Nice. Okay. And one additional question. I'm a 40-year-old and have a child age 7. I have a couple of mutual fund SIPs for his higher education, also contributing into his PPF account. And I have my own mutual fund SIPs for my retirement and PPF savings as well. What advice would you give for effective savings for my child's higher education and marriage expenses? I think you'll have to look at inflation first. Okay, it's the same thing. Uh, because, I mean, you're, you've already started investing the right way. Uh, there's no, nothing to work on there. But are you investing enough, enough. is what you should ask. Yeah. Ah, that is the problem. I mean, uh, so this uh, 75% to 100% of expenses is just for retirement alone. Then you have to worry about your first child's college expenses, your second child's college expenses. So that's going to, uh, you know, it's going to take a toll. So, yes. So are you really investing enough? Because the inflation for college expenses is is so scary that is I'm, I mean even I'm, I'm even scared to say it out because if you actually look at numbers uh, real life numbers uh, it is like 12 percent 13 percent 14 percent your uncle of no mine has told regulation. me Patu, uh, correct me if I'm wrong but per child for education from now till the end of college it's around one CR per child and that just blew my mind and yeah it's it's yeah. it's very very and, scary. and there, there are there are ads Offering loans for pre-KGs, pre-KG admissions, right? So that is how uh, scary it is. And I mean, if you have a, you, I mean, this is something very important. Before having a child, make sure you can pay the fees, school fees from your salary. If you can't do this, please don't have a child. Mm. This is the minimum, right? I mean. And there are people who are struggling to do this. I uh, that's why I'm yeah. saying it. It's it's very sad. Uh, if you can't pay the school fees from your salary, then you are in deep trouble. Uh, forget about college fees and so on. So uh, yeah, so it's so you have to use a proper inflation estimate. And the other problem with with the with the child thing is 
what uh, education should I plan for? Should I plan for MBBA? Should I plan for, uh, you know, arts and science course or BE or what should I plan for? It's very tough. So, that's where you should, uh, you know, talk to your child. And one of the most important aspects of parenting is, if my child can say tomorrow, this is what I want to do, it doesn't matter what. Mm. I My job is done. I feel my job is done. It doesn't matter what. Then he or she has to be very clear. If that clarity, either it's because of our, you know, nurturing or maybe just luck. If they don't have that clarity, then it, this planning becomes even worse. Mm. So, but the clarity kind of starts forming. I mean, it, uh, it's, it's, it's fussy, but it starts forming around 8th or 9th standards, somewhere around that time. But we yeah. need to have a discussion with the child. We need to expose the child to different kinds of careers and uh, ask the child to take a pick and, uh, and, and, and tell them they have to take a pick. They, mm. <laughs> that's the problem. Many people can't decide. I mean, I still can't. If you ask me, am I passionate about this? I'm not sure. But that's fine. There's always a little bit of, uh, but you have to take a pick. That's so it's a it's a moving target. So you start, you must start. I started investing for my son's education one month before he was born. That is extremely crucial. Because of that, I have already hit my target when he was in sixth standard, seventh standard. Wow. Right? So I need I now have that time to expand on it. If you don't start early, there are many people who start thinking about it. Oh, I have a child, she's already in fifth standard. I should now start then the amount of risk you can take becomes lower because the time you have is less. Yeah. So, you have to start very early, assume at least 10% inflation and invest for as much uh, as much as you can and then talk to your child and things become clear. Thank you so much, Patu. That was a pretty relaxed chat. If I were to sum it up, let's try and uh, count the different points we've broached upon and Patu help me with this. One is, if you're starting off Typically, it should be 75 to 100% of your monthly expenses should go into planning for your retirement. If you can't hit that benchmark, then perhaps your options are, you know, aggressive frugality or increasing your different kinds of earnings and revenue streams. 50% equity, 50% debt, or maybe perhaps 60% equity, etc., etc. If you haven't done equity and you find yourself in your 30s, you have to aggressively bring that amount up to match debt. But largely, at the end of the day, the number one thing, as we said in the start, is your health. Think about it seriously. Try to become fit so that you can enjoy your retirement. Think and read about what Patu recommends, a low-carb lifestyle. And of course, nurture your relationships. Be it your spouse, be it your children, be it your closest friends. These two things will hold you in good stead. And if you Keep listening to us on Let's Get Rich with Patu. We'll take care of the rest. Patu, thank you so much for today. Uh, any last words? Thank you. So, it is a very tough problem. I would say don't get bogged down thinking too many things about it. Just start. Make a start. Even if you can't manage that 75% minimum, do what you can, but start. As long as you are at it continuously, things will change. I mean, down the line, your income will improve. Maybe the markets would be favorable for you. Something will happen, but you will have to start and be at it. And as long as you're at it, things will look up. Be at it indeed. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 
You just heard Let's Get Rich with Pattu, an Offspin original. Isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the Indian podcasting space? And even if it isn't, what's the point of getting rich alone, right? Share this show with those you care about and perhaps even with those you don't care about. But make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you. The music on this show was created by Pattu's biggest fan, Rajesh Ravi. And everyone on the Offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show. Let me name them quickly. Harshli Nisrani, Krishank Das, Sandeep Banerjee, Arif Chagla, Anand Krishnan, Rajesh Ravi and Heer Khan. Heer, by the way, is also to be blamed for giving Pattu his gangster look, which is how he looks on a daily basis. Um, and me, Sidhan, your host. Let's Get Rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. So spread the word and we'll see you next week. You know we do this show only to help you guys, right? But if you're listening and you're that one person who has perhaps lost money and are holding it against Pattu or me for making you lose that money, then not only are you a mean person, but you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice. Views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or Pattu or mine for that matter. Although we strongly believe in them, listen to this disclaimer even more carefully. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions. We disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show. By listening, you agree that the host, guests and producers are not only awesome people, but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes.